Hello, this is episode 13 of this podcast. This is the True Crime Nightmare podcast and my name is Jane Mead and I am from the UK. This episode is the very sad case of a 13-year-old Hastings schoolgirl called Billy Jo Jenkins who was murdered in 1997. Billy Jo Jenkins was born on the 29th of March of 1983 in London, England. Billy Jo had two siblings, a brother and a sister. They lived with their parents, Mother Debbie and Father Bill. Billy Jo's home life was not at all stable. She lived in London. Her parents both had criminal records. In fact, Debbie met Bill in prison. Bill was serving time in prison in the early 80s for several criminal events, mainly involving violence such as GBH, and assaulting a police officer. Debbie had been convinced by a friend of hers to join her on a prison visit and to make up a foursome, which she did, and that is how she met Bill Jenkins. I did not realise that prisons provided a dating service and that random people could tag along with a visitor and end up meeting another prisoner at the same time. It does not sound extremely good, to say the least. It sounds quite lax, in fact. Anyway, after Bill was released from prison, he and Debbie got together properly. At some point, Debbie would also spend time in prison for fraud. So not a very stable relationship or environment to bring up children. It has been reported that Billy Jo was causing some concern at her primary school that she attended. Teachers complained that she was aggressive at times, both physically and verbally. They would raise many concerns regarding Billy Joe Jenkins over the years. Billy Joe's behaviour did not improve, however. At this time, both of her parents were in prison and the children were being looked after by relatives. Eventually, after Debbie had been released from prison and her partner Bill was still in prison, she decided that she could not cope with the children, so they were put into local council care in the hope that foster parents could be found for them all. Eventually, the youngest child was sent to live with another family member. The first foster home that Billy Joe and her brother were placed in did not work out for some reason. Local authorities will often place advertisements in local papers asking if anyone is interested in becoming a foster parent. Many children are placed either with individuals or families using this system because although local authorities do have people already in the system ready and willing to foster children, there are not enough of them to go around. Also, some people really want to only foster babies or very young children. It is not always possible to keep siblings together either, but ideally they will probably try to. Once potential foster parents are identified it is quite a long process as you can imagine to complete all of the necessary checks and the paperwork that's involved. Once foster parents have been identified as suitable and children are considered potentially suitable to be placed with them then the process of meetings and discussions need to take place long before the children are moved into a home. Lois Jenkins who was already a qualified social worker wanted to look at fostering Although she already had four daughters of her own, it was something that she was keen to do. She convinced her husband, Sean Jenkins, and then the process started to place initially Billy Joe and her brother with the Jenkins family, who, despite having the same surname, were not related at all. 
At the time, Lewis and Sean and their four daughters lived in London. Lewis and Sean underwent several interviews before Billy Joe and her brother were able to visit the family. Billy Joe already knew one of the Jenkins' daughters, Annie, because they attended the same school. After the visit, it was agreed that the Jenkins would foster Billy Joe, who was nine years old at the time, but her brother would end up going back to live with his mother, Debbie. So all three children of Debbie and Bill Jenkins were in separate homes. The younger sibling lived with a family member. Billy Joe was now with foster parents, Lois and Sean Jenkins, and the brother was now living back with Debbie. It was shortly after Sean and Lois Jenkins adopted Billy Joe that the family decided to move out of London and to move to the coast with their four daughters and Billy Joe. They moved to the seaside town of Hastings, which is in East Sussex, England. This was in August of 1992. Billy Joe attended Helenswood School from the age of 11. The school is in St Leonard's-on-Sea, which is located in the borough of Hastings, East Sussex. She apparently settled in well and enjoyed hockey and drama. Billy Joe Jenkins had already had a bad start in life and was still only 13 years old. And on the 15th of February of 1997, she was attacked and murdered at the family home that she shared with her foster parents and their daughters. Billy Joe had been outside painting the patio doors. The other family members were all out at the time, doing various activities. It was a Saturday. Lois Jenkins was out with two of her daughters, and Sean Jenkins was out with her daughter, his daughter Annie, and they had gone to pick her sister Charlotte up from her music class, which had already been arranged. Billy Joe had, by all accounts, been keen to stay behind to do some painting and when Annie got back she was going to help her. After collecting Charlotte and a friend from the music class, Sean Jenkins had dropped Charlotte's friend off at her home. He then drove Annie and Charlotte back to the family home. It was agreed that the girls would run inside and drop off their things including Charlotte's musical instrument and that because Annie was planning on helping out with the painting they would need to purchase some more white spirits from the local DIY store in Hastings. So once the girls and Sean had gone into the house and dropped items off they had all got back into the car for the drive to the local DIY store. The family drove to the DIY store but according to reports later they did not actually buy anything in the end and Sean drove home again but after arriving back at the house Sean later said that he could tell that Annie was upset because she would not be able to help do any of the decorating due to the fact that her father had not bought any white spirit that they needed so without going into the house Sean Jenkins drove off once again to the DIY store. But when they got there, he said that he did not have any money on him. So once again, they returned to the house. Once they had arrived back at the house, Annie, Charlotte and their father, Sean, went inside the house. It was then that Billy Joe Jenkins was discovered outside on the ground, lying in a pool of her own blood next to the patio doors that she had been painting. A metal tent peg was discovered close to her. Sean Jenkins immediately phoned for an ambulance. He stated to the 999 operator that it looked as though Billy Joe had fallen and hit her head and that there was blood everywhere at the scene.
John Jenkins contacted a neighbour who was close to the family. He told her that there had been some sort of accident at the home. The neighbour came over to try and comfort the two young girls, Annie and Charlotte. The girls must have been in a state of shock by what they had witnessed and would have been extremely upset and confused. They would have needed a lot of support and reassurance at this time. The ambulance crew arrived within a few minutes of Sean calling them. They could tell that it was too late to save Billy Joe, that she was already dead. At the time of the murder, Billy Joe Jenkins was 13 years old, Annie was 12 years old and Charlotte was 10. The other girls were still out with their mother at this point. Obviously, the police wanted to know what had happened and needed to speak to everyone who had been present leading up to the murder and they needed people's movements. When Annie Jenkins was questioned by the police, she told them that the garden side gate had been open when they got back to the house and that it had been closed when they had left. Charlotte Jenkins said that when when questioned that after returning home after her music lesson and before going out to the DIY store, she had seen Billy Joe and that they had briefly said hello to each other. Sean Jenkins was questioned by the police to give them details about his movements and explained that Billy Joe was left home alone and that she had been left home at other times as well. She was almost 14 years old and sometimes she wanted to stay back and on Saturday the 15th of July of 1997 she was keen to work on painting the patio doors. Sean and Lewis Jenkins would only leave Billy Joe on her own if they were not going to be gone for very long at all. Sean went on to explain that the girls would all have chores to do at the weekend and this weekend had been no different. Annie had tidied up inside the house and Billy Joe had swept up outside. The other girls were busy doing other activities outside of the home at the time. Once the time came for Sean to pick Charlotte up from her class, he left with Annie. He had to drop off a friend of Charlotte's who had also been having a music lesson. This had been arranged previously, but Sean had actually not realised that he had to drop her off. After that, he took his two daughters home. Lois Jenkins was questioned. Once she had been informed as to what had happened to her foster daughter, Billy Joe. Lewis and her two younger daughters had been away from the house all day up until that point and were obviously in a state of shock. Once the police investigation began, a few suspects came to light. People in the local area at the time had reportedly seen a known mentally ill man in the local area and close to the house at the time that it was thought that Billy Joe had been murdered. However, the police was soon able to identify the man and he actually had an alibi for the time of the murder, so he was ruled out pretty early on. A neighbour of the Jenkins family also became a suspect for a while. His name was Felix and he was known to behave erratically at times and displayed odd behaviours as well. Felix had also suffered a nervous breakdown some time earlier. However, the police looked into this suspect but could not find any evidence against him at all. There was also local talk about prowlers that had been in the area. There were reportedly a few empty houses close to the Jenkins house and it sometimes attracted prowlers to the area looking to see what they could steal. But again, the police could not find any evidence to support this theory at all. The Sussex police have a huge police force and are very well equipped to deal with violent crime. 
The police kept coming back to Sean Jenkins, Billy Joe's foster father, as being the most likely suspect in the murder case. They had concerns about parts of his alibi and also some strange aspects of what he had been up to on that day. Sean Jenkins' wife, Lewis, allegedly began to suspect that her husband had had something to do with the murder as well. She cooperated fully with the police and told them that Sean Jenkins had been violent towards her and her children in the past and that he was short-tempered at times. She also said that he was very controlling. It was when the police had settled on Sean Jenkins as a good suspect that they began to discover some strange things that had gone on that day prior to the discovery of Billy Joe. Sean Jenkins had gone with his 12-year-old daughter Annie to collect his 10-year-old daughter Charlotte from her music class and had dropped another child home. He had then headed back home with his two daughters. Once they arrived home and they had dropped off the music instrument and other items, It had been decided to go to the DIY store to get some white spirits to enable Annie to help Billy Joe with the decorating. It transpired that where normally you would turn left to get to the store from the house, it was much closer that way. Sean had turned right instead and taken the much longer route for the DIY store. Jenkins lived on a road called Lower Street and it was opposite a park which was called Alexandra Park. Also one once they had arrived at the DIY store Sean apparently said that they did not need to get out to buy anything after all. He had then driven back to the family home and he had said that because he had realised that Annie was upset about not getting the supplies so that she would not be able to help out with the painting he would decided to drive off again towards the DIY store. He once again took the right turn instead of the quicker route. Once the journey was completed and they arrived at the store for the second time that day, he said that he did not have any money on him. So once again, they left without going into the store and drove back to the family home. This time, once they had arrived back at the home, they had all gone inside. It was then that Sean Jenkins had discovered Billy Joe on the ground in a pool of blood and he had called 999. The police discovered that the trips to the DIY store should have only taken about 10 minutes because they had not actually gone in, but in fact he had taken over half an hour by going the long way round both times. It also came out that despite the fact that he had told the 999 operator that he had placed Billy Joe in the recovery position, it was thought that she was possibly still alive at this point. The paramedics stated that Billy Joe had not been in the recovery position at all when they arrived at the scene. The police also spoke to Annie and Charlotte, the two daughters who had been with Sean for most of that day. They asked the girls the order in which they had left the house to go to the store. This was for the first trip because they did not even get out of the car before heading off again. Both girls said that Annie had left the house first, followed by Charlotte, and then their father lastly followed them all to the way to the family car. He had to close the front door behind him and it was estimated he came out of the house a few minutes after his daughters had. There were many discrepancies in Sean Jenkins' 
alibi and he would probably only need a few minutes to attack Billy Joe and then leave the house. He also knew he was the only person other than Billy Joe in the house at the time. At the very least, his behaviour with the trips to the store and taking the long route twice appeared strange. Sean Jenkins stated that the reason he took the right turn instead of the left, which would have been much quicker, was due to the fact that he had parked in such a way he would have had to carry out a tricky three-point turn to place his car in the position to be able to drive off to take the left turn. Sean said that the road was busy because it was a Saturday and that is why he took the longer route. Presumably that happened the second time as well. Lewis Jenkins and her four daughters were all staying together away from Sean Jenkins as the police investigation continued. Lois also refused to take any calls from her husband. The clothes that Sean Jenkins had been wearing on the day of the murder had been taken and kept as evidence. Sean Jenkins was charged with the murder of Billy Joe Jenkins on the 14th of March 1997 just under a month after the murder. Sean Jenkins stood trial for murder in April of 1998. The trial was held at Lewis Crown Court in Lewis, East Sussex. The trial was adjourned until June of Crime 
while the girls were waiting at the car for him. Shortly after they had arrived back and dropped Charlotte's musical instrument off, Charlotte had said that she had seen Billy Joe and that they had said hello briefly to each other. Sean Jenkins was found guilty of the murder of Billy Joe Jenkins on the 2nd of July of 1998. He was sentenced by the judge to life imprisonment. Sean Jenkins instructed his lawyers to launch an appeal which they filed in 1999. That appeal failed. Sometime later, an investigating journalist called Bob Woffenden became aware of the case and took a further look at it and he became convinced that the wrong person was in prison for the murder of Billy Joe Jenkins. Once he looked into the case and found out as much as he could, he forwarded it on his findings to the appropriate department. His work must have made an impact because on in May of 2003, following a two-year investigation into the case by the Criminal Cases Review Commission, Sean Jenkins' case was re- referred back to the Court of Appeal. The reason that was put forward for the appeal was that, quote, there was evidence, not before the jury, that suggests Mr Jenkins could not have committed the murder, end quote. This refers to possible evidence from Sean Jenkins's daughter that his supporters say prove his innocence. Also, forensic evidence that the prosecution had relied on during the trial five years prior needed to be re-examined. Sean Jenkins was being held at Wakefield Prison, which was in the north of England, and was reported to be, quote, delighted, end quote, by the decision. Three appeal judges would hear the evidence in June of 2004. Sean Jenkins, who had been 46 years old when he was jailed for life at Lewis Crown Court in 1998, now had a chance of freedom. It was alleged that Sean's two daughters, who had been with him on the day of the murder, had not been given the chance to testify at his trial. The reason that they were not called, according to the defence, was due to the belief that Annie and Charlotte Jenkins had both become hostile towards their father. It was claimed that their apparent hostility was due to their mother giving inaccurate information to the police. Also presented to the appeal judges was details about the doubts in regards to the forensic evidence in relation to the blood that had been found on Sean Jenkins' clothing and his shoes that he had been wearing on the day that Billy Joe Jenkins was murdered. The original trial had heard that the only way that the blood could possibly have ended up on the items of clothing and the shoes was because Sean Jenkins had beaten Billy Joe to death with the metal tent peg. But new evidence five years later on would show that the blood spots were most likely to have been caused by blood that had been been exhaled from Billy Joe's airways and that they had ended up on her foster father because he had leant across her stricken body to cradle her. It was also argued that it was far more likely that the victim was attacked by an intruder who had entered using the side gate and had come across Billy Joe and had beaten her to death with the metal tent peg. It was also pointed out that there had been a a sighting of a known mentally ill man on the day of Billy Joe's murder who had been seen in the area at the time. The man had been interviewed by the police at the time but had been ruled out due to his alibi but upon re-examination of times 
that the man had given to the police, he actually did not have a complete alibi for the time of the murder after all. The appeal judges heard from Sean Jenkins, now ex-wife, Lewis. She denied having had any influence on her two daughters in regards to the murder of Billy Joe. On the 16th of July of 2004, Sean Jenkins' murder conviction was quashed and a re- retrial was ordered. On the 2nd of August 2004, Sean Jenkins was granted bail after being held in Balmarsh Prison for two weeks. And on the 6th of April 2005, Sean Jenkins's retrial opened and was subsequently adjourned for two weeks. On the 20th of April 2005, his trial resumed. The trial would end in a hung jury, however, on the 11th of July of 2005. The prosecution called for a third trial. And on the 31st of October 2005, Sean Jenkins' secondary trial began. And on the 9th of February of 2006, after hearing all of the evidence put forward, he was formally acquitted of the murder of Billy Joe Jenkins. So now that he has been formally acquitted of the murder, he is highly unlikely to be charged in connection with Billy Joe's murder again. Although technically, due to changes in the double double jeopardy laws in England, if new information came to light, he could still be charged. Sean Jenkins is now living life as a free man due to his not guilty verdict after retrials. He was divorced from Lewis Jenkins, his wife at the time. He is now in his 60s and has remarried. His new wife is called Tina and they live in Bath in Somerset, England. Sean Jenkins spent eight years in jail before being acquitted. Lois Jenkins divorced Sean Jenkins and moved to Australia along with her four daughters. She lives there with a new partner and they have a young son together. Billy Jo Jenkins, who was only 13 years old at the time of her murder, had already been through a lot in her young life. She had spent the first eight or nine years of her life with her mother and father, who were often in prison, especially her father, Bill. They did not look after their children very well, and Debbie, Billy Jo's mother, gave her up into the social services system so that she could be adopted or fostered into a family that presumably would be able to look after her much better than she could. Billy Jo was fostered from the age of nine until her death at 13. She did appear to enjoy her new family life and was said to be close to her foster sisters. She was also doing much better at school and enjoyed playing hockey as well as taking part in drama classes. Billy Jo was obviously starting to get a little bit more freedom, which is always exciting for a teenager. She was trusted to stay on her own at the house and to help out with some decorating. Whatever happened that day in February of 1997 must have been quick and extremely brutal. The fact that the case is still unsolved is worrying too. Someone who can do that to an innocent teenage girl needs locking up. Her last moments must have been awful and knowing that she could not offer any defence against the attack which had probably come out of the blue. Also, it's not known how long she lived after the attack. She was dead by the time that the paramedics arrived, but it is unclear exactly when she died. Billy Joe's funeral was held in April of 1997, two months after her murder. It was held at a chapel in East London. 
Around 300 people attended, including many of her friends that she had made in Hastings, East Sussex. Lois Jenkins and her four daughters attended the service. Billy Joe's mother, Debbie, apparently, according to reports at the time, left the chapel after Lois turned up because she had not wanted her there. So Billy Joe's mother did not attend the service or the burial of her daughter in the end. Sean Jenkins by this time was already in prison having been charged with the teenager's murder. Billy Joe is buried in East London and there is now a memorial bench in her memory and it is situated in the park opposite the cemetery where she's buried. I hope that this case is eventually solved because a young girl deserves justice and also the murderer could kill somebody again. This case is well known in the UK, particularly in the Sussex area. It was a huge shock at the time that a teenager could just be killed like that in the middle of the day in a busy seaside town. When looking at the case, it is difficult to really get the full facts because there are many different reports and thoughts on who committed the murder. Some people believe that an intruder came into the garden from the side gate and for whatever reason snapped and beat the girl, teenage girl to death with the tent, metal tent peg that was already there. Others still consider the foster father to be the guilty person but ultimately the courts decided that he was not guilty. Some strange points for me are definitely the trips to the DIY store and taking the longer route and not actually buying anything. The fact that his wife distanced herself along with the four daughters who were too young to do anything about it really. She also divorced him quickly and spoke about his violent tendencies and his controlling behaviour. But who knows really, maybe the marriage would have ended anyway and the allegations regarding the violence that... Lois Jenkins claimed she had suffered at his hands have never been proven. I find it a bit strange that if she was a social worker, why did she not report him, especially if, as she has claimed in the past, that he was violent towards his daughters as well. She had a duty of care to protect them from abuse as well, which she would have known. Maybe she was too afraid of the consequences and she did have five children, if you include Billy Joe, to look after. So maybe she felt that she had to try and keep the peace and keep everyone together. It is a very sad case and I really hope justice is done for Billy Joe in the end. Credits for this episode go to Wikipedia, theguardiannewspaper.com, aboutforensics.co.uk, the YouTube channel The Case Remains. Thank you very much. Music.